welcome everybody uh, to the Family Business Podcast. We're recording episode three here today. Um, and today we're going to be talking with Sherry and we're going to talk about stage one real estate and her new hire and kind of just everything that's going on in uh, stage one real estate in the early months here in uh, 2022. So welcome everybody. Hello. Go ahead. Uh, no, you go. Well, that's me going. And so you go now. <laughs> No, you go. So they can't even decide who says hello first. Yeah, really. We're both here. <laughs> so Smart and Kieran are here. Fantastic. <laughs> um, so Sherry, I know it kind of gives it away what it is. It's stage one real estate. But uh, tell us uh, everything that you're uh, doing. With yeah, the- I would love to. Because as we all know, my favorite thing to talk about is real estate. <laughs> Anyone have a house? The end. <laughs> At any rate, yes, absolutely. You know my favorite topic, my favorite thing to think about, talk about, do anything about has to do with real estate. I love the business. I love the market. I love the people. I love the opportunity to be a part of the largest transaction people will make in a lifetime. What I also love is that I get the opportunity to work directly with actually all of you because you all are part of the stage one real estate team. So just as a point of clarity, I would share with everyone that SMAD is actually my marketing manager. So any of the posts and marketing material that you all see that are good. Yeah, I was going to clarify that are good. That are good, (laughs) SMAD made. Any of the impromptu, not so. Selfies are from mom. Good ones are ones that I did. Might be on an angle, light blocking part of it, or hair isn't brushed properly. All right, y'all have a lot to say. So Smad is my marketing manager. She does all of my videos, all of my promotion, all my marketing material, my listing packages, all the branding. She's actually doing it now for myself and Ian, who is our latest team member, which I'm going to talk a little bit more in a bit. And Terry is my road trip buddy. So if I'm going to a... It is road trip buddy. I actually like to call it security guard. No, he just he pumps the gas when it's cold out. He does is, do is that. I appreciate that he pumps that gas when it's cold. That's true. And getting ice cream. He does. So in all seriousness, I mean, real estate can be a dangerous industry for anyone and for a woman in particular. So Terry is awesome about always being willing to jump in the car and go with me to make sure that I'm okay, particularly if it's an evening or if it's a cottage showing and it's far away and it's someone that I've never met before. He always makes sure he's available to come with me, whether it's for a four-hour drive to Plantagenet or to yeah. go on. <laughs> it was great. I actually loved it out I there. They had great poutine. Uh, or whether it is to go show cottages for a day. He's spectacular at that. He also is great. People love him. He's definitely on the PR team. I want to go through my leads list last year and know that probably 50% of them came from people knowing Terry Doherty. So thank you for being my best lead magnet. Oh, you're welcome. He's just that kind of guy that if people you know, know Terry, they love him. We'll talk about him in the next episode. Uh, that's a number of the different roles that he uses. And he's actually always good for just giving a lay person's thought or opinion on things. Uh, it's great that to have him as my partner. So thank you. I appreciate that, Terry. Also, Kieran's often involved as well. He does some of my video and my content creation and my copywriting. He's also helping me as my partner on another project that I'm not willing to share too much about just yet, but there's something big coming up later this year that Kieran and I are partnering on. <laughs> it's not. It's an NFT of a it's monkey eating a banana. The fact that I know what an NFT is is pretty impressive, actually. It is. Yeah, no, no, it's It is a non fungible 
tangible asset, no. I think. <laughs> Something like that. Let me okay. just say what okay. I know. No, this is fine. And it's... <laughs> <laughs> NFTA. It's a, it's a TFSA. something. Yeah. And it's basically an image, and you own the image, and then every single time somebody uses the image, you get residual income. No. I think apparently I'm wrong, which is <laughs> apparently most of the case. Would you like to correct me? No, I'm not saying I know any more about it. I oh, all right. It's, okay, hold on. It's a non fungible token. I knew it was a non fungible something. Okay. And it's basically an image of a monkey smoking a cigar on the internet. <laughs> it's not. It's but most, a lot of the time, it's a monkey no. smoking an illegal substance on the internet. And then, but only you own it. It's only you. And there's a barcode. Other people can have the image, <laughs> yeah, but, but you own, own it. But you own it. And it's your monkey. And they and go for, <laughs> let me tell you how much they're worth right now on the internet. <laughs> So back to houses. No. <laughs> this is my episode. Okay, no, this is about NFTs. Um, well, what about when you own, uh, you need to own a house in the metaverse. Aren't you going to be a real estate agent in the metaverse? No. And then when you're in your house in the meta, you're going to need a picture of a monkey smoking a cigar on your fake house wall. Okay. No. <laughs> As of right now, one of these photos of a monkey smoking a blunt is going for 276 US thousand dollars. That's excessive. Well, you don't want to buy one? <laughs> <laughs> Bucket change. <laughs> okay, anyways, back to houses. <laughs> Meta houses. <laughs> okay, real houses. So that's the team, the immediate family team who supports me in the business. I've also just recently hired another agent to be on my team, so I'm very excited about it. His name is Ian Lambert, and he's just joined the Stage 1 real estate team this year. He's in training. He's working directly with me on lots of shadowing opportunities, and we're very excited to have him on board. We are going to have him on a podcast episode in a couple months, so he's going to give you a look at the first three months as a realtor, actually, in when it's been three months. So we're going to have him on board. kind of looks like Kieran. So if you guys are seeing photos... It's not Kieran. It's not Kieran. <laughs> but it, it kind of looks like Kieran if Kieran was 28. So don't confuse the two, but That's they true. do look similar. I have actually seen several photos of us collaborating and thought anybody who's looking quickly is going to think that's Kieran. Yeah. However, it's not. It's Ian. Okay, it's Ian. So <laughs> that's the team. We're very... Oh, wait. I did actually forget my drone photographer. You did. So I have another team member. So Paul Maslin is my drone photographer. He recently started a drone business, formalized it, called Hover. And Hover does a fantastic job. He's amazing to work with. He takes some incredible shots, and he's got lots of talent. So he'll also be a special guest on future episodes. Uh, also happens to be Smad's boyfriend. Yeah. However, I think <laughs> we said in our first episode, you can't live in this house unless you start a business. So that's what he's doing these days. That is true. I definitely have a question in regard to your journey with State Fund Real Estate. Being here in this household, obviously, being raised by you guys, we always knew that one day you might be a real estate agent. You always used to say after your corporate job, you would become a real estate agent. So how long do you think this has really been in the funnel for you as a career? Yeah, no, legit, forever. I actually, very young, like after college, thought I would love to be in real estate. I always loved sales and marketing and customer service. I always, you know, loved homes and home design and decorating. I did, however, think when I was young, well, there was a couple of things at play. For one, before I had a mortgage, 
and had owned a home, I wasn't sure how anyone would take my advice or guidance on getting a mortgage or having a home. And no disrespect to young agents, because there are some that are doing phenomenally, but I guess I just didn't even have the confidence back then, whether it was in the real estate space or just in life in general. I thought that's something you do later. Also, in the early years of our marriage and our life, another story for another day, but we met, got married, had children very quickly. In like a year and a half. In like less than two years. Yeah. yeah. There was mad less than two years later. In the early years, I couldn't have lived off a 100% commission job. We, you know, bought a house when we were 23 and 26 and then Yeah, had for a, like a dollar, which no, is honestly... we actually paid <laughs> 150 for it, just okay. for the record. What you could get for 150 now is absolute... Kieran no. <laughs> 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 says words. Kieran has words. Smad literally sent me a photo in Quebec somewhere that's listed right now that's an actual shed with just a king-size bed in it for $180,000. Our first home, <laughs> sorry to describe it to you, was a four-bedroom, 2,000-square-foot home that we bought for one fifty-five. Crying in inflation. <laughs> so we can't actually have a whole exploratory conversation about how first-time buyers are going to get into the market one day. They don't. However, we're not going to cover it today. <laughs> they do. There are oh, strategies. Uh, so in the early days, there was no way we could have lived off of a 100% commission-paying job. We were building our life and building our careers and our family and our home and all of that. So I'll fast forward through 30 years of a really successful and beautiful corporate career to the day when it was after that. Because as you said, I always said after that, I will. (laughs) I did say that once. So if anybody wants to go back to my Facebook post of July 31st, 2018, I had taken a random day off work from my corporate job and I- it was the first time in a very long time, and I posted a picture of us in our hot tub in the middle of the afternoon and said I should take every random Tuesday off, and lo and behold, the very next day, I got laid off from my corporate job, <laughs> so be careful what you wish for. <laughs> and since COVID started, we've been taken collectively every Tuesday off, <laughs> That's true. and all the other days as well. <laughs> That is true. So back to the original question was, how long did I think that real estate was going to be in my career at some point, pretty much forever? So after my corporate life, you know, I took a little bit of time to reflect and re-energize and rejuvenate. We actually had a killer summer that summer. It was so fun because I hadn't not worked for a very long time. And Terry has tons of vacation time because he's been at his job forever as well. And then realized it was time. So I signed up and went back to school for the first time in 30 years, studied a textbook and wrote an exam and passed. And then lo and behold, I passed the other six ones. Wild. Crazy. (laughs) It should also be noted that she got 100% on her last real estate exam as well, too. thanks. So kudos to that. Thanks. I appreciate it. I thought there was... That's never happened in my entire life. (laughs) (laughs) I clearly didn't get my book smarts from my mother. (laughs) So, I mean, that took a lot of hard work and a lot of discipline. And I guess the one thing about real estate that I've learned and I learned back then is like, All that technical stuff is all well and good, and it's really important because you have to be compliant and you have to know, understand the legalities and the technical issues and all that kind of stuff. The harder part is getting clients. Yes. So that's great. You have a license. You can hang it on your wall, and you've joined a great brokerage, and you have all sorts of support, and now you have to 
you know, find people who want to work with you. And I guess, particularly in a small town like Kingston, everybody went to public school together and knows five realtors who were in their grade one class. So you're was, like an import trying to prove yourself in a city that you didn't grow up in. Right. Yeah. And I actually, to be honest, thought that was going to be more of a stumbling block than it was. That's so fair. I'm actually personally just proud of myself for you know building the network of people that I have around me. I was very insulated when we moved to Kingston. I worked in one company in one building, and pretty much that was the exposure I had to anyone in Kingston and believed that was Kingston. <laughs> and so when that was over, I realized I had to completely go back out into this city again and reintroduce myself as something different yeah. and meet people and make friends and find like-minded people to spend time with. And like that was hard. You had our cheer network too, but then that I also did. ended. <laughs> Some of them didn't love me. <laughs> yeah. In the end. In, in the, the end. end. Yeah. In the beginning, they all loved us. <laughs> yeah. However, the end was another episode for a way another day that'll probably and never happen. red wine. <laughs> <laughs> At any rate, that's the tougher part of real estate, to be honest, is, you know, the, the technical textbook stuff on how to do it. It's hard and you have to have attention to detail and be smart and quick and all those good things, but actually building a client base and getting people to know, like, and trust you to the point where they want to share their largest real estate, sorry, their largest financial transaction with you is the hard part. Yeah, I don't think, you know, and I keep hearing this, or I think everything in life, it's really about who you know, not what you know. You've got to know certain things to be in that industry, but it, I think everything in life comes down to who you know. I mean, not nepotism necessarily, no, but... No, I think you mean relationship-based. Yeah, no, yeah. well, not even networking. I mean, at the end of the day, it's it's getting to know people and getting them to trust you is is key because you're, you're right. I mean, them spending, you know, half a million to a million to two million dollars on a house. I mean, that's huge. You better trust the person you're working with. Yeah. Whether yeah. it's me or another agent, that's okay. But you want to trust who you're working with. Yeah. And it, I never really thought about it, right? And until you're in that industry, it's like anything. You don't think about the the actual ins and outs of things or um, all the little nuances that make up that job. Like when we drive by a house now and you spin your head like it's on a, on a wheel to look at the house and who's listed it and then tell me all about the house and <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about and then your head spins the other way when we're going down the street further, you're literally like a puppy in a car. Um, but it's, it's pretty neat because I never thought about that ever when, you know, before this. And I just looked at houses and went, ah, oh, that's nice. That's maybe worth a couple of bucks. But then you realize, like, it's not. It's it's a huge amount of money. Oh, absolutely. It is the largest amount of money. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think... Uh, like, what else do you buy that's more expensive? Nothing. Like, like an NFT. <laughs> 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 yeah. Back to that. Yeah. No, let's not... Back to that. You know. So, yeah. That, I would say, you know, the actual real estate transaction is pretty repeatable whenever you do it. It's the getting people who agree to either shop with you for a home or sell with you when they have something to sell. That's, you know, a bit harder work. I mean, I have had a ton of experience shopping? in sales. <laughs> that too. Just small pitch for my mom. She's an excellent <laughs> shopper. I've been shopping with her for my entire life. We can walk into a store and she knows whether or not it's going to be good. So I assume that it's going to be the same with a house. It She's actually is the same with a house. Yeah. I think you've heard me say this, but I am really good at reading energy. Yeah. And I can know when someone walks into a house just based on their body language and energy, 
whether or not they're excited about it or yeah. whether or not they're deflated. And I will actually say, let's go. Can you tell if a house is haunted or not? No, I haven't quite gotten that far yet. Can you start working on no. that for when I'm shopping for <laughs> However, houses? However, I, I mean, just to touch on that for a minute, I think it's like really the haunted thing. No, oh, I think it's really important because sometimes people walk into a house, you know, they hate it, but they're trying to be polite because they've made you drive out there and you've done some research to prepare a, a shopping package for them and things like that. And I'm the first one to say, "You hate this. Let's leave." Yeah. First of all, I'm not offended. Second of all, I'd rather know so we can move on to something you may love. And third of all, please tell me what it is you don't like so we don't come and see more of this. I've literally heard you say multiple times to people who you're working with, don't buy this. Right. Like if you're not excited about it and you're not like basically crying out of how much joy it's bringing you, don't waste your time. Don't waste your energy. Don't right. waste your money. Well, you're like, going to pay for this for 25 years. Exactly. You like it. No, absolutely. It's a, that's bigger <laughs> a bigger investment than having kids. Literally. That's true. <laughs> you're really a good for your kids for 21 years, yeah, exactly. but 25 years on a mortgage is high. Well, hang on. It depends on what kind of career they're going to get into. If it's soccer and it's just soccer shoes, it's a little cheaper than somebody racing go-karts or high-end cars. Fair enough. But anyway, what I would say, though, is what I find interesting when you guys are talking about this is the fact that I know when we were looking at houses and we literally walked in to the two houses we bought, the one in Barrie and the one here, um, this last one that we're currently living in is... And working. Yeah. But <laughs> so it's is, feeling a little but, tight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> all those things, crying, dying, and living, and whatever. Um, but the, the first thing we asked each other is, where do you see our furniture? And then you know this is your house, oh, right? Oh, when someone's starting to place furniture, you know they want yeah. it. Yeah. I guess this is going to get a little woo-woo, but I very much feel like... You know when you walk in your home the same way when you meet your life partner. So I'm going to get a little emotional. However, like Terry and I never even had a conversation about whether or not we were boyfriend, girlfriend, or whether or not we They're were. They're not. <laughs> we're not. Yeah, we? no. Or whether or not we were exclusive. Uh, we just stepped into place together and life went on. There was no need to even have a conversation. I guess he formalized it when he asked me to marry him. But. <laughs> Technically, you actually did have a girlfriend when we went on our first date. However, again, that's a story for another day. We said the family business. There's some dirt. I <laughs> At any rate, I feel like walking into your home is the same feeling. Yeah. You walk into a building and you can picture yourself here with your loved one or with your family. And, you know, we're, we walked into this home and imagined ourselves growing old in it like we are. And our future grandchildren swimming in our pool. That's what we picture on this property. And I want to see that in each and every one of my clients when they walk into a home. And if they don't see it or feel it, then I don't want them to buy it. Yeah, you well, you've, you've always said to me as well that like in a relationship, you want to be with someone who you want to spend your laziest, coldest today, <laughs> Sundays in January with. Yep, and it needs today. to be the same thing with your home. Yeah. Like you need to see yourself. I think now when you're buying a house, you should ask yourself, 
could I see myself being locked in this home for two years? <laughs> I think that's really important. That's a fair that's a question. Fair no, for sure. Like, <laughs> does this house question. bring me enough value? Yeah, is it pandemic proof? Mm -hmm. Is there a place where I can work from home? Is there a place where I can homeschool? Mm -hmm. Is there a place where I can go to the gym? Is there a place where I can cry? Like, <laughs> I <true>. think <laughs> your house needs to be completely life proof. And if you can't see yourself living there on a cold, dreary Sunday, January then you should afternoon. Because that's great if you have a great summer house and like it's awesome. Yeah, like year, but if it yeah, sucks like in the winter, then don't live there. Like it's going to be more winter than it is summer yeah um it's true speaking of creative spaces we've recently taken to using our dining room as a boardroom table yeah it's, we're, we're currently <laughs> that's at our dining where room we're that recording. i don't know if we've ever used <laughs> in the past we have thanksgiving here sometimes but it's recently become a boardroom which is very which obscure is great use of space we're very creative yes the house is pandemic proof <laughs> i don't know it's still it's not shop dresser proof <laughs> All right. Well, we were talking about real estate. No, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. The original question was real estate in my life. And absolutely. That was uh, a long it's tangent. It's been forever. And I. You've always had the hair for it, too. I do have real estate hair. You do have real estate yes, hair. That's true. So, looking forward to the positive part of being in a new year in 2022, what do you have planned for your business? For stage one real estate for 2022, lots of exciting plans. Like I talked about, we just added a team member. So I'm very excited about the opportunity to become a team leader again in a formal way and share what I've learned with someone. I'm really excited about accelerating Ian's learning path. And I know that he's excited about that as well. So that's a big step actually becoming a team leader. Uh, another one of my goals this year is to write my broker's license. So I have made a commitment to myself to always be continuing education and getting as much certification as I can uh, to best serve my clients and our community. So those are big goals as well. And like I said, I have another project that I'm not really ready to talk about just yet, but I will give a bit of a teaser that there's a book in the making and Kieran and I are working on that together. So those are my three big goals for this year. That's true. I haven't started yet, but that's true. Yeah, you, you have a due date of January 31st. I know, I know. Just thought I'd remind you. Oh, On I know. air with everyone, all 41 people listening. <laughs> I think we're at 50 now. All right. Yeah. That's great. And so... Yeah, it's Austin he's Rogan nervous. with the tube. Yeah, oh, he's scared. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, if you're reflecting back on the past year in a bit, let's say since like COVID started, how difficult was it to be a new realtor in a pandemic? That must have not been fun. Well, I figured if that I can build my business and become reasonably successful in a pandemic, everything after this should be pretty easy. <laughs> I can't imagine that it gets worse. Uh, literally, I started my real estate career in the second half of 2019 and did a handful of transactions. So that was great. However, I had big aspirations and big momentum and big plans for 2020, which I did too, and then none, of, none of them happened. A lot of people did. And obviously they got derailed or changed. Let's put it that way, that the plans got Sorry, changed. Sorry, they got pivoted. <laughs> they got pivoted. However, I... Uh, right. Yeah. However, I, you know, I, was, I was reasonably successful. I, you know, continued to grow year over year. I'm happy with the trajectory that I'm on. I 
you know, have continued to navigate these uncharted waters. They're charted. They're feeling charted now, now, however. Times are starting to feel precedented. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) I appreciate that. And so I think that I'm personally proud of myself that I have been able to thrive even within the craziness of the world and having started a new career in the craziness of the world. So I think, hopefully, the post-pandemic world feels a little easier and that every day isn't an uphill battle. And I'll also then, by then, have several years of real estate experience under my belt. So I'll be more confident and growing and being able to share even more of my knowledge and experience with my clients and Ian and any future team members as well. Have you ever done a formal open house? Yes. I was hesitant (laughs) (laughs) to think about it. I've done a lot of virtual open houses where we spun around a lot. That was rough. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and Terry hid most of the time, so he was out of camera. But yes, apparently I said, let's spin around a lot when I did some virtual open houses, and then I came home and both of you razzed me about saying spin around a lot and backyard oasis. She does say backyard oasis Those were the words. Someone needs to buy you a thesaurus. (laughs) (laughs) I do need some more words. I don't know. It was a beautiful backyard. It was in the middle of the city. I think I said it a lot at Colin and Patty's house. They had a backyard oasis. They also had a backyard oasis. Everybody has a backyard oasis. (laughs) If you have a backyard, it's an oasis (laughs) at this point. (laughs) It is. That's very. But no, you like some of the traditional formal real estate stuff that you would think about when thinking about working in real estate. You haven't even had the opportunity to do. I think I did two open houses in 2019, and they were for other realtors. Okay. So like when you first get into real estate, literally you will do favors for any of your new friends just to get some experience and your belt so I had a friend that I made still my friend Jen in the real estate industry and I would go to home inspections for her and I would attend well tests and I would do uh, home sorry open houses for other agents lots of times just within our brokerage somebody will put a call out for some assistance and I was always the first person to put my hand up just because I needed the experience yeah that's fair and so that was that is a good way and for new agents to get started and just get some experience. But no, I haven't had a period of time where I had, you know, two open house on Saturday and two on Sunday and back-to-back people through and where you could, you know, give out cookies and engage with people closer than six feet. I haven't had that yet. That's fair. I very much look forward to it. What would you say right now is your favorite part of the real estate process? And not necessarily like seeing the happy looks on people's faces when they see their home for the first time. But like, what would you say of your day-to-day activities you like the best? Sleeping. (laughs) The melatonin back to that. I actually, I know it's, so I'm going to go back to something Kieran said to me once, and it was earlier, but it was, he didn't think I seemed as excited as he thought I should when I sold a house. And he, I thought, that's interesting, but he, originally when I sold like my first one or two houses, he thought I'd be running up and down the halls, banging the pots and pans and ringing the bells because I was delighted, which I was, don't get me wrong. But I actually get more excited when a client agrees to work with me. That's fair. Because again, like I was talking about them agreeing to work with you is the ultimate thing you're trying to sell is your ability to help them through this important transaction. The buying or selling of a home is a byproduct of that decision. It is an outcome that will 
result from that decision. It's not over because we you become part of the Doherty world and we're friends forever. It does. I mean, I do miss it's it's funny because especially if you're buying, you know, we go on crazy adventures together and drive all over eastern Ontario and see some crazy things and eat lots of lunches and get ice cream and spend weeks on end together sometimes sharing time with people and then they buy and you're like, Oh, where's my friends now yeah however that all to say that I mean you do become part of our world and part of our network and we do stay in touch and we build genuine relationships but there is a little bit of a letdown after that yeah absolutely so that and then the other thing that I really love and again we'll talk about this and probably some of these ladies will be on the podcast one day is I built some really strong partnerships and some networks of like amazing people that like I said I didn't even know existed prior to getting into entrepreneurial activities full-time. There's some amazing people in this community who are smart and motivated and ambitious and like-minded and just much that we want to lift each other up. So we're not competing with each other. We're here to all go forward together. And I love that. That's like, That's awesome. you know which call I'm talking about or which group I'm talking about that yeah. I'm on. And every time I get off of that meeting or I've spent time with those ladies, I am pumped. And that's my favorite. Yeah one that I attend at least once a month that I'm just jazzed and I can take on the world after I've spent time with those You're people. You're in the right rooms. I am definitely in the right She's room. in the room where it happens. I am. Yeah. Little little Hamilton nod. <laughs> Reference there. You know, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you don't know, <laughs> now you, you know. Mr. <laughs> um, anyways, what would you say is one thing that people don't think about when they are going through the real estate process? I think that people think being a real estate agent is easy. So a lot of people get their real estate license and it's not, you know, a four-year university degree and, you know, you're not a rocket scientist when you're done. However, you know, the exams are difficult and it does take some commitment and time to study textbooks after textbooks after textbooks and formulas and laws and all sorts of stuff, especially if you've been out of school for, in my case, 25 or 30 years. Statistically, and I might not have this correct, but... 80% of agents come and go out of the industry within five years. And so that may not be an exact quote or number, but that's about what they say. And so, yeah, a lot of people get into real estate, but not as many people stay in real estate and are able to have a successful and thriving long-term career in it. Yeah. And I think that's a misconception that people believe it's easy because it's definitely not. And it is very... No, you work like 16 hours a day. I do. I literally do. There's also nothing else to do right now. That's fair. However, <laughs> I, I'm just that worker bee anyways. But it is very heavily regulated, to your point. There's, you know, everything. You have to, you know, cross every T and check every I and make sure every zero is in the right place and make sure that you've, you know, disclosed all the appropriate things and you've filled out all of the paperwork and that you've done, you know, identity checks and all the things, whether there will be a red flag for money laundering and there's FinTrack requirements. and Yeah, there's a lot of technical stuff that you have to get right. Yeah. So I think it's interesting. Again, when I think about my model first-time buyer at this point, I'm thinking about you guys. And imagine that your mother wasn't a realtor and that you wanted to ask questions. I will often come to you and say, what would you be thinking? Or do you know anything about that? Yeah. Or would it be interesting to you know, hear a educational seminar about getting a mortgage or how do you save for a mortgage or any of those sorts of things. So I think that that's something that's eye-opening to people is that, you know, it's definitely heavily regulated. It's, they've definitely raised the level of professionalism, professionalism 
on it and that there is, you know, requirements for ongoing education and certification. Yeah, no, that's fair. Yeah. Um, I guess we should probably wrap this up here. I'm going to hand it back to dad to do his final five questions. Oh, right. Right. And then we will go from there. Okay. No questions about NFTs, please. Yeah, no, I know nothing about them other than their non-fungible tokens. All right. Yeah. I did. <laughs> I did. That's, I, that's all it. That's all I need to know. It's a monkey smoking a cigar, and he's your pitcher, and no one else owns it. So, guys, let's do the fast five. We're going to shut things down here, but before we do, let's do your fast five. And it's not always the same. We'll do it a little different. So let's go with favorite book. The Secret. All right. I like The Secret. It's a great book, too. Yeah, I try and read it at least once a year and pick it up when I need reminded. Yeah, I tell people about it all the time. I, yeah, you we know. do. We talk about yeah, The Secret a lot. Yeah, I could be a promoter for it. All right, favorite movie? Crazy Stupid Love. All right, number three, favorite song? So the song that resonates most with me and lifts my spirits and my energy when I need them lifted most is actually a Christian song called Raise a Hallelujah. And it's just about having faith and being joyful, and it just lifts your spirit every single time you hear it. Love it. It's a good uh, song. All right. Favorite food? Greek. So last thing, I know our family's big on musicals, and we've seen a few in our time. So what's your favorite musical of all time? Hamilton. Really? Honestly, it's a phenomenal play and phenomenal music, but for me, it also has a lot of amazing memories attached to it. So literally, Smat and I sang the entire musical at least four times one time when we drove to Florida together, just her and I. So I have amazing memories of driving through Jacksonville, Florida, scream singing with the roof down and it being 92 degrees with Smad. So that was pretty awesome. But then we also did a family vacation to see it in California, and we also saw it in Toronto yeah. with my mom, which yeah, is pretty on. awesome as well. So yeah, Hamilton, number one, it's an amazing play, but number two, it's got lots of great memories attached to it. Shout out to Lynn. Yeah. Um, yeah. Lynn's Lynn listening. Well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He could be listening to us. He's not busy doing literally anything else, like producing every Disney movie ever now. Yeah, You <laughs> never know what he's doing podcast. on a cozy you Sunday. You gotta um, put it out to the universe. I do. I would bet money. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Wrap us up, Mr. Doherty. So anyway, thanks, everybody, for listening to the Family Business Podcast. Uh, we're going to be back next week with uh, a little bit of information Your about episode. Yes, Stage One Sound. Stage One Sound. And uh, just the things that I'm doing or we're hope to be doing, doing uh, <laughs> in 2022 and beyond. So. Um, stay tuned. Uh, lots more episodes coming your way and a little bit more fun and laughter with the Dorties. 